is this is a football podcast, man. Meat, football, good. Man, we talk football. Meat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. It is Josh, it is Ben, and it's a dynasty show. Finally. Post week 12, we get to, get to dive into it. We, we have not talked Trade deadlines in over. a minute. Trade deadline's over. Your, your, your redraft leagues are locked. You know what's about to happen. Let's talk some dynasty. Yeah, we could talk some playoffs, but no. It's dynasty season. Mm-hmm. We're getting a head start on it. Playoffs still a couple weeks away, so like you got you got your redraft, you know, got to make the push, but you can't make any more trades. You you kind of know what's going to happen. You do, and uh, we we did have the trade deadline though, and I think it's worth mentioning because I don't know. Should we talk about we it? We made some moves. We made some moves in our leagues. We did make some moves in our leagues. Moves, we should moves probably we're talk about. There was a couple moves. I'm trying to think if if there was a bunch of them. There Josh was just almost a, drove into two, a lake over one. <laughs> I definitely, for a moment, was trying to find <laughs> tall things to jump off of. <laughs> so, shall we set the stage? Um, Let's do it. It's the granddaddy of them all. I am a very crisp. Nine and one going into this past week. Ben is, what were you? Uh, good. Uh, I know that. I don't know what your record was off the top of my head. I was seven and four. Okay. And there, it's an eighteen no, you were nine league. And two, by the way. I am now. I was nine and two. You're right. Um, it's an eighteen league, and so it's a very deep, very fun eighteen league. But it's, so it's uh, the boys it's, from college, pretty much. Yeah, but the way 18 leagues work is the studs reign supreme. So basically every year, the team that wins is the team that can stack the most stud players on top of one another and just overwhelm everybody else. It is a blast. It's a completely different way to play, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, depth is is way less valuable in that league. Yes. So two-for-one trades in this league, chef's kiss. They're amazing. Get the best player. Get the best player. That's all that matters. So, um, one manager, and, and by the way, there are four teams kind of at the top of this thing. So half the league right now looks like they could, any four of them could win the championship. And the other four, it's kind of a maybe next year sort of thing. I mean, they're not they're not all terrible, but, you know, we just got to we gotta call a spade a spade. It's just not going to really happen this year. So... They're make a push. Yeah. So anytime you see the little notification, which is what happened this past week, Austin Eckler thrown up on the trade block. Anytime you've got a player like that going on the trade block in a league where studs matter, in a league where the perceived margin of error is so thin, every, everybody, the Hawks start circling. Everybody's going a little bit crazy. Like, okay, we need to get Austin Eckler. And not just that we want to add Austin Eckler to the lineup. It means if you add Austin Eckler, the other three teams that are really good can't start Austin Eckler against you. So there's a lot of gamesmanship going on. Offers were made. And uh, at the end of the day, how did it go down? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you've got the, I don't want to say the big, but the, the four big ones, the guys, they're pretty much, you know, these four teams, they're going to the playoffs. They're going to be battling it out for the top spot, which is me, you, um, Hayden, and Denny. So I texted Jacob, who he would he had actually just traded for Eckler the week before, and I kind of like how he did it. He was He's on the fringe um, playoff team, so he went and got Eckler from one of the teams who definitely wasn't going to make the playoffs just to see if he could get there. He lost the week. He got Eckler, so he said, fine, I'll just flip him. And I respect it, like, let's see if we can make the playoffs. If not, fine, I'll just send him. So, okay, cool. So I know I sent an offer in, and he told me, you know, I had been talking with him back and forth, and he's like, all right, I'll be honest with you. It's up to you and Josh. Both of y'all have made an offer. I like both of them. They're really close in my mind. Give me a little bit to think about it. So I said, okay, cool. And, 
back and forth or whatever. And then a couple of days later, I get the text. He's like, "All right, I sent you, I sent you the deal, and I and I accepted it." And I sent Nick Chubb and a first for Eckler. And the league just went berserk. Well, I mean, here's everybody. Everybody lost it. Here's where I was. I was not at all mad that you got Eckler. What I was mad about was that I offered Javante Williams and a second round pick in a dynasty league, and this buffoon took that. a player who absolutely destroyed his knee and a 2025, two years down the road, first round pick. So, like, two. We need to be honest about Nick Chubb. There is a he's he's a great player, but that that injury at his age, there's a pretty decent chance he could be absolutely nothing from here on out. Absolutely nothing. But I do still I do still think he's got one more year. He will he will be a starting running back somewhere in the NFL probably this coming season. Maybe. One more season. I he don't won't know. he won't be the full workload that he usually is. I'll admit that. But I think he will be somewhere. Maybe I'm delusional about Javante Williams. Evidently, Clapp did not like Javante Williams, and that was the crux of it. I didn't see, like, it's difficult when you don't fully know how the other guy values stuff. I know he wanted a first-round pick. I know. And I offered him a 25 first, and he was like, will you give me Javante in the first? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, we're talking about Austin Eckler. He's 29 freaking years old. And that's why I was like, like, that's a... Even with the first, I'm like, that's a – I kind of view Eckler just as like a five-game rental. I'm like, if he can give me five more good games, this is his last year under contract in L.A., I feel like they're probably just going to try to run him in the ground and not re-sign him. So I'm like, all right, five weeks. That's all I need from Austin Eckler. Get me a championship. Yeah, I was hot. So I, I get the – I mean, I wouldn't have paid Javante in a first for him. But, like, Javante in a second – for like, you're not trying to win the league this year. Like, you're like, all right, I'm punting. Eckler didn't get me there for him. I'm going to flip him. And you can get Javante and reset yeah. for next year. I feel like that's pretty good. I agree. I thought I was I was overpaying. Both of us, I think, strictly playing by the I book, mean, overpaid. Yeah. From a technical standpoint, just pure straight value, Nick Chubb in it first is too much for Austin Eckler. Yes. And Javante is greater than Austin Eckler if you're just looking at straight and value. And you were adding a second. <laughs> and I added a second. Yeah, so it it was one of those things where, and two, I wasn't even mad at your offer. I was just mad that I felt like I offered more, and then he decided, and it wasn't like there was some funny business happening, and, and it just, no, no it, it, it was, was I mean, he I mean, saw I'm both honest offers. To God, you didn't know my offer. I did not know you. I knew you were the other team making an offer, but I didn't know yeah. what it was. It wasn't like he said, okay, I'm going to take it. I'll give you a chance to one-up it. No, it was. He weighed the two offers. He found, after weighing the two offers, he liked yours more, and I disagreed. And I was hot. You were you were in a dark place. I was so frustrated. I immediately of course, put I'm Christian glad McCaffrey I traded for Austin because he, he immediately got me five points this week. <laughs> I just I, I want to take this moment and say just just take it down. We if you've listened to the show, you know I am not a fan of Austin Eckler because he has beaten me in playoffs before. I'm heavily invested in Justin Herbert, and it makes me furious when they get down there in the red zone and they give it to Austin Eckler and he has 20 points and Justin Herbert has like 13. Yeah. Well, I just traded for Austin Eckler, and he got me <laughs> five five points. I think oh. I think it is a personal Eckler vendetta against me. He is my kryptonite. If I've got him, he sucks. If he's going against me, <laughs> he's scoring 40. I hate Austin Eckler. And I hate oh. pulling for him that he's on my team. I feel dirty after doing that move. I feel filthy having to pull <laughs> for this man. Oh, and maybe I dodged a bullet the way he's played the past two weeks. Maybe I just saved myself from getting beat out in in this yeah, whole shut thing. Up, Josh, you got to keep Javante. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, as things go, it's trade deadline week, and I'm like, okay, well, Ben just went and got Eckler. I've got to go make a move. And so what I did was I flipped Brees Hall, and it it ended up being I think it was like Brees Hall in a second for Travis Etienne. I think that's that's what it ended up being. 
And and also, I want to say good on Jacob. I mean, he's gotten Chubb in a first for Eckler, and from a from a pure dynasty value, you overpaid for Etn. I get why because yep. I think Etn is going to be far better than Brees this year. But from a dynasty perspective, if we were doing our dynasty rankings for running backs right now, I think Brees is the better dynasty back than Eckler. And you had to put some, or then uh, then Etn. Sorry. And you had to put something on top of Brees to do it. But you're making the championship push, so I get it. Yeah. And it was the sort of thing where, like, I have considered moving Brees Hall at different points this year, and I just haven't. Um, there it's, were only a when, couple as guys a contender, that I was going to consider it's doing hard it. to, It's hard to nail the value on him right now because this year is it's not going to be it for Hall. The Jets' yeah. offense is just too bad. It's not his fault. He just can't overcome this. Yeah, and he had a he had back to back twenty plus point weeks where I think he bought some cachet with me doing that where I was like, okay, you know, maybe it could happen. The dude is a freak. I we all know he's so good, but man, that situation is so horrendously yeah, awful. I did I did this is not me trying to rub it in, but I did mention that to on the show that he was kind of just living off of big plays. And if he's not breaking off a forty yard touchdown, He's getting like six, seven points. Yeah, which is what he's been doing the past few weeks. He's been giving me seven, eight points a week, just enough that it doesn't absolutely tank your week, but it's not. it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help you. And no. in ETN, I mean, let's just be honest, ETN's the RB3 on the year. So there's a, there's a bit of a difference there going down the stretch. So yeah. I made the move. I'm all in. We'll see how it goes. I'm probably going to lose, but it's fine. I hope you lose, but I, I hope it's to me. Yeah, if, if I lose to one of these other jokers, I will. There will I'll be, be upset. some jumping off of bridges. I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I'll hold your hand jumping off that bridge. We'll go You'll together. be right there with me. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be one, live two, streaming three, an episode. Go. Yeah. You want to see it? You want to see some fantasy content creators who have had enough? Watch this episode. <laughs> Shall we talk some Week 12 news? Oh, let's do it. It's, we are 12 minutes in and still haven't gotten to it. Wow. I know. Uh, we'll run through these. Speaking of things that will have us jumping off of bridges, Jonathan Taylor injured his thumb Sunday. He's getting My surgery gosh. tomorrow. He's going to miss two to three weeks. <sighs> this is this is not ideal. <laughs> So you've got a dynasty team where uh, you went all in and grabbed Cooper Cup. You happen to have Jonathan Taylor. You also happen to have Joe Burrow and every single Bengals player imaginable. Your team three weeks ago looked like a freight oh, train. It looked. It was. It was gearing up to like Burrow and the boys were healthy. Chase was eating like. It's got Jameer Gibbs on that team. Like Jim Gibbs is gearing up, like he's getting all the work. He's scoring points. Herbert's like the QB three on the year. Like this team is about to kick it to another level. Burrow nope. goes down for the year, which <laughs> inherently affects Chase. Then we lose. Cooper Cup has been terrible. Now Jonathan Taylor is hurt. And the team's starting tight end was Darren Waller, and now it's Kyle Pitts. And let me tell you, Kyle Pitts is absolutely useless. He's not been good. We're talking, uh, after we do the news, we're going to talk about some Dynasty Risers and Fallers. Spoiler alert, uh, Kyle Pitts will make an appearance. He will, and it's he not will in the be. Risers. It, it, may, <laughs> it may be beating a dead horse, but I feel Maybe. like we should have a serious conversation when we get to that. And it, it may be food for thought. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, Taylor out for a couple weeks. Uh, I hope you have Zach Moss because he's probably going to be very good. Y'all tried to write him off. Weeks. Nope. He, did, he, he back. He didn't write back. He did not write back. Yeah, he's he's going to be a he's gonna be a league-winning piece, I think, in the playoffs. And it's very annoying because I looked to see who had him. And it's, uh, of course, one of those contending teams. Of, of course. Of course it is. It's just so much fun. Uh, let's see here. Browns. Amari Cooper injured his ribs Sunday. I haven't seen anything about his status moving forward. Dorian Thompson-Robinson left Sunday with a concussion. I was, He's I was probably going to miss. I was leaning heavily on Amari Cooper anyway. No. The only the league I happen to have Amari Cooper 
it's a it's a league when I'm trying to rebuild. The problem with Amari Cooper is I can't trade him for anything, <laughs> and the trade deadline is coming on, and now I just have Amari Cooper on a rebuilder. It's not fun. I've got Cooper Cup in that same league, and and my team. Let's put it this way: I just traded Dak Prescott and DJ Moore for Joe Burrow. That's the state of that team right now. <laughs> <laughs> you said we'll see you next year, boys. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, I would have given you more. Like, nah, man, just. I just wanted Burrow. And just, let this me, is, just let me. This be. is funny. I, I I didn't mention this to you earlier. This was really funny to me. So I traded for Joe Burrow and like made it known in the group chat like. I'm selling out. Obviously, this isn't my year. I'm getting Joe Burrow, and I'll see you boys next season. Cooper Cup's for sale. All these guys are for sale. If y'all got any offers, obviously never got any. But one dude, <laughs> one well, one bold individual came to me, and he sent me Tyler – or not Tyler – um, Terry McLaurin and a third for Joe Burrow. This is a super flex league. <laughs> he sent me Terry McLaurin and a third, which obviously I declined. I get a DM from this man. He's like, all right, I'm going to send you one more offer, and I want you to tell me if we're anywhere close. So, so he sends me Terry McLaurin in a second. <laughs> no, man, we're just, we're not, we're not going to get there. I'm sorry. But the he fact said, that he's, the he's area code. He's the fact he sent me the, the Terry in the third got declined. DN me, he said, all right, I'm going to send you one more. Just tell me how close we are. And it's Terry in the second. <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard. Like, I, That's the goal of this man to be like, all right, I got one more for you. I not think you'll like this one. I not think even you'll to like this one. It's a super flex league. Yes. All right, Terry in the third didn't get it done. All right, all right. I guess Terry I can squeeze the wallet just a little bit. <laughs> let me let me do Terry in a second. See how that feels. What was your actual response? Like, was there some sarcasm I, in there, or was it just like, I'm sorry, man. We're it's not. I was happen. really trying not to be a douchebag, and uh, what did I what did I say? Um, no, I just kind of said, oh, we're nowhere close. <laughs> and he's like, okay, no worries. <laughs> I love <All> right. that. <laughs> That's so good. The that, like the good natured was... <laughs> trash offer. He's <laughs> like, all right, all right, I got one more for you. <laughs> Let's oh, try good. this one on for some. I think you'll like this one. Whew. Um, oh, that was that made my day when he did that. Honestly, like, I was so amused. That made my day uh, secondhand. Just like hearing about that. That's that's incredible. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's that's what right. fantasy football is about. Yeah. Chris Olave, he got knocked out Sunday with a concussion. The recent trend over the past couple of years with concussions is that you miss the following week with the uh with the old concussion. So Chris Olave, pour one out, probably not playing in week thirteen. I'm just gonna call it now. Well, it's a good thing the the league where I've got him where I'm contending made a big swing trade to get Bijan right for the trade deadline. I locked up a spot this week. Thank goodness. It's a good thing. So I can lose next week starting. and be all right. I'm about to start because I'm assuming Chris Olave will not play. And because of the bye weeks and a certain disappearance of one Chris Olave, I will be starting Romeo Dobbs and Quentin Johnston. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and the best please, part of it is... Please don't do that. Green Bay is about to play Kansas City. So it's just going to be... A, a Jordan Love interception oh. fest. And I'll be rolling out Romeo Dobbs, and he's going to go out and score three points, and it's going to be so much fun. I am so sorry. Can't do anything about it. It's it's the bet I've made, and now I unfortunately must lie in it. That is wildly unfortunate. Yeah, it's, a, it's bad. Cooper Cup, he re-injured his ankle on Sunday, sucked, <sighs> crapped the bed, but he's probably going to play next week. What do you do with Cooper Cup? I've already asked you. There's... You've got him in a league. I've got him in a league. We have already sent each other the, okay, where's the line with Cooper Cup? Because we're, we're trying to figure out, can we bench him for lesser players because he's been so bad the past month? And the answer is yes. Yeah. I I told you, and I agree with it, I'm starting Javante over him in the league where you've got him. Yep. And I I, I want you to be real with me. Am I starting 
Christian Kirk over Cooper Cup. Yeah, your your three options here, at least the ones you gave me, were Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, or Cooper Cup. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley average the same number of points per game this year, and Christian Kirk is a lot safer, so I just it's Kirk. And We're gonna look like such both- idiots. When Cooper Cup has 25 points this week. If Cooper Cup has 25 points and I lose because he's on my... See, that's that's the problem with benching him. It's like, if I bench him and he goes off and I lose because of that... Oh, you're going like, to feel like... You're going to be so mad at yourself. Then you're going to get the the start your studs thing. Yeah, I, I was like, why, I would, why would you ever bench your stud? I'm like, because he's been scoring six points a week. Because he's been terrible and he's been injured and... And they like throwing to Tyler Higby. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm glad I started Kyle Pitts over Tyler Higby this week. Thanks for that, Arthur. <laughs> so yeah, Cooper Cup. It's it's kind of bad news bears. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Puka Nakua is not going away, and for whatever reason, like you, you probably don't have a better option, but. You probably don't, but I guess if you do, and it it's going to be a select couple situations where you can justify it. But and even still, Javante Williams is six, a, a halfway decent running back start, and I feel like a just a fool, think even even having the thought. But it's it's where we are. But I mean, realistically, look at it. I mean, he's got six point nine, six points, six point eight points, two points, four point eight points. And you're going up against the Cleveland Browns defense, which is one of the best defenses in the league. Like, it is the number one I, defense against fantasy players. Yes. So, so what do you want me? To, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna start Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yikes, hippopotamus. Well, here we are. <sighs> Let's introduce some sunshine, shall we? Our Lord and Savior Justin Jefferson has been activated from injured reserve. Yes. <laughs> He's uh, back, baby. I sent you a picture today of like we we had been having like conversations texting throughout the day of like all just these bad news. Like what do I do with Cooper Cup or dude Jonathan Taylor's going to miss 3 weeks and then I sent you a picture of Gandalf when he was like resurrected in Lord of the Rings and he's like <laughs> I come back to you now at the turn of the tide. <laughs> And then said, Justin Jefferson has been activated off IR. (laughs) One ray of hope in a sea of darkness is Justin Jefferson. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to need him in the playoffs because I'm probably going to lose this week. This team was 7-1 that has Justin Jefferson loaded with studs. Just everywhere loaded, but it's been Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson underperforming. um, Devontae Adams, I... Jalen Waddle, Chris Olave, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown. Most humble I mean, brag I've ever heard. <laughs> the team well, is, I mean, it's not stacked. a brag. Let's be the honest. The team is seven team and is five, stacked, and about to be seven and six because I'm about to start Quentin Johnston and Romeo Dobbs and Gardner Minshew. Good. By the way, there's worse starts than Gardner Minshew. <laughs> You know who I mean, might be one of those There's always Mac starts? Jones, but like... <laughs> there, you know who might be one of those Murray starts? is honestly Lamar Jackson, because he's not scoring points. He's just handing the ball to his running backs. And Zay Flowers, for whatever reason. I, I wish they could have done a little... With Lamar Jackson A, a right little now. a little push pass that on little, that one, you know? Yeah. Uh, nope, just, just little, hand it to just, him. Just, just make it a pass play. Nope, nope. Just handing it to him. Well, anyway, we get Justin Jefferson back in week 14. They're going on the bye week this week. So week one of the playoffs, we're getting an infusion of uh, steroids when Himothy himself I, I hope. I hope. Josh Dobbs did not look good last night. Oh, he did not. <laughs> he I, didn't look I good at all. <laughs> there's a ray of hope, but there's an asterisk by it, is yeah, if Josh it, it Dobbs be can bad. be anywhere good. Yeah, it could be very bad. We're getting our hopes up, but he could if go Justin out there Jefferson and score eight comes back and, and he's like a low end wide receiver too because of Josh Dobbs. I'm gonna flip this table. Oh, I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I guess we're back on the bridge. Yeah, that's it's Just coming. Standing there, feet dangling out over the water. I. <sighs> this has been a rough episode. I'm gonna be honest. This is the one of the more depressing episodes we've ever made. This is sad. 
And this year we've made a lot of depressing episodes. This is I am not enjoying myself. <laughs> it's just we're looking at, at our all. fantasy fate and we're not liking it. We can't fix it. The trade deadline is like, gone and everybody's hurt. Even the the dominant teams I feel like I've had, you know, some of the, these super teams be it injuries or the combination of injuries plus like there's other good teams. Like I feel like I'm about to get stonewalled in the playoffs and just come in there with no momentum and just get popped right away. That is your worst nightmare, getting one-shotted in the playoffs. After a great regular season, you don't want to just get in the playoffs and go gone. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to happen. Oh, probably will. I'll be right there with you. We can just stand on the ridge. <laughs> we'll be right there. <laughs> this is so sad. It is. Okay, shall we talk some uh, Dynasty Risers and Fallers? We'll start out with the good stuff to get our spirits back up, please, and, and please. then we'll then we'll talk about Kyle Pitts. Okay, risers. <laughs> My number one riser, I guess our number one riser, uh, it, it's Tank Dell, the diminutive receiver who's come out of nowhere. I have a couple stats to read off before we just sort of shoot it about Tank Dell, but he's currently the wide receiver 10 in points per game. He's scored a touchdown in four straight weeks, and he has 100-plus yards in two of those four weeks. Uh, he's, I don't know, a top 12 dynasty wide receiver. He's tied to CJ Stroud. It's all good vibes about Tank Dell. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would go top 12 yet, but he's not far off. I, I will real say barometer. I do think. There, there is a, there's a true barometer here. Would you rather have... <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> Don't would you rather it. have Tank Dell or or would you rather have T. Higgins? I think you know the answer to that. <laughs> you yeah, know the answer to that. It's T. Higgins. And I will say I was going to say this. I'll say T. Higgins because he may not sign here, but this is a very good free agent wide receiver class. And Houston Texans have a lot of money to spend because their team is very young. They have a lot of rookies. So I can see them definitely bringing in T. Higgins as a possibility. You've also got Marquise Brown is a free agent, Calvin Ridley, Darnell Mooney, uh, Gabe Davis, Tyler Boyd. Um, so there's some big names uh, potentially in this free agent class. So I, I do think they bring somebody in. Don't know who. Um, if it's T. Higgins, this definitely knocks Tankdale's value down some. But at the same time, I think Tank Dell has kind of established himself just as he's just good. Yeah. And if he is a wide receiver too, potentially if like say A. T. Higgins or a Marquise Brown came in, so be it. I think he's still going to produce. Yeah. So I looked at keep trade cut when I was pulling these up just to kind of get a um, a barometer for how these guys are valued. Well, they also have ages. We use keep trade cut. I don't. Listen, I don't use it, <laughs> but it is a nice little just to like okay, where where's the general consensus? A barometer on some of the of community. Guys? Yeah, so they also have ages next to these players, and I just found it interesting that at uh, Keep Trade Cuts wide receiver eleven they have Tank Dell. The wide receiver twelve on Keep Trade Cut is Brandon Ayuk, and would it surprise you to know that Brandon Ayuk is only one calendar year older than Tank Dell? I didn't realize Tank Dell was that old. He is 24 and a half years old. He is older than Jamar Chase. He's yes, he the is. same age as Justin Jefferson. They have been in the league three years. Yep. Brandon Ayuk is about to be a free agent, and he is 25 and a half years old. Yeah. So, Tank's I don't know. going to get his second contract at 29. <laughs> it's going to be a Calvin Ridley situation. Calvin Ridley is about to be 30 dang years old, and... Uh, Getting his second. He's been contract. in the league like four or five years. Yeah, uh, you know Tank Dell. Just, I'm I'm assuming he won't get suspended a year for gambling, but you know, let's hope he will not. be old. <laughs> he will be old. So we'll yeah, be Tank Calvin Dell. Ridley. I guess the like the true barometer here is what would you trade for Tank Dell? Because I have the answer to this question on a contending team two weeks ago. I offered two second round picks for Tank Dell was denied and then offered a 2025 first round pick and was also denied. So 
I'm willing yeah, to pay a 2025 first. I would want more. I will say that for Tank Dale. As far as paying it, I think I'm still in the category I'd pay a later first. I don't think I would pay a top five pick for him, but I think around the 106, 107 or later, I think I'm game for that. Yeah. I was talking to the guy that I offered, Landon. I was talking to to him about how he valued Tank Dell, and he brought up a good point, which is something that I try to remind myself of every now and then, and that is when you're trading away young receivers with potential for mid to late first round picks you kind of do need to remind yourself okay if i'm going to trade tank delaway for a mid late first round pick um what do i hope that mid to late first round pick turns into because more likely than not you're hoping it turns into tank dell yeah. and so uh, just keep what you've got so just keep what you got yeah <laughs> So he's really interesting. He could, honestly, he could tank in value this time next year, but right now he's going absolutely berserk. Yeah, and I do, and I will say I do think he has proven himself good enough and has good enough um, chemistry with C.J. Stroud that he will produce, even if they sign somebody. I agree. Second guy here of three, we have Kyron Williams. Again, a guy that could maybe... Uh, this could all be nothing this time next year. But right now, he's averaging 20 points per game in half PPR. And he's coming off a 40-burger. He has looked so good when he's been on the field this year. And he's here because he was nothing prior to the season. Remember, it was Cam Akers. It was wheels up on Cameron Akers before the season. And for all those same reasons we liked Cam Akers, now Kyron Williams is the bell cow and dominating. And uh, y'all have just done this with Cam Akers. I, honestly, I know. And he now right Cam there. Akers has, has torn his Achilles again and has drifted off into the sunset. But okay, Cam Akers is done. But that's a he's, story. he's completely toast. That's a that's a whole different thing. But yeah, Kyron Williams is dominating, and I think you you probably should take it with a bit of a grain of salt because there's not the draft capital. Kind of like James Robinson a couple years ago. How he just yeah. dominates, but then is immediately replaced. That could happen. And that's an always that's always lingering in the background with these guys that don't have like top three round draft capital. But um he is playing very well. And I mean, he is young. This is only his second season, so He he is one though I am I'm less willing to pay a lot for. If I'm a contender, I would I would be okay going to get him. I don't think I'm willing to pay a first for him though. Not a first. He's Not he's more the, the the he's more the two seconds kind of guy for me. Okay. I guess I guess if I'll just throw some uh, names obviously out most here. most trade deadlines have passed. But yes. if you have a almost guaranteed shot to win the championship, sure, I'd pay late for first for him. Let's do some name comparison here with some running backs. Um, another guy who high upside, a little volatile, Devon A-Chain or Kyron Williams? A-Chain. I agree. Keep trade cut also happens to agree. Um, let's see here. Josh Jacobs or Kyron Williams? Jacobs. Austin Eckler or Kyron Williams? They're close because I kind of view them as the same thing to me a little bit. It's a contending piece. I'm viewing them both as like, which I guess, yeah, I would pay the first now because I would have paid it. I did pay it for Eckler because I'm, I'm using them as a five game, six game rental to try to win a championship. And I think both of them have good, have a good downfield stretch. Yeah. But it's a little murky going into next year. The thing with Eckler is he's built up multiple years of cachet with you where you kind of know. When Eckler's good, we know what a good Eckler looks like. Kyron Williams is, what has he got, five games? A four-game sample of elite play, and yeah. you're not – there's not the confidence there that you have with Eckler. Granted, Eckler went out and just sucked, you know, sucked that loud for you, but at least you know what Eckler's he's supposed doing this on to look purpose. like. Yeah, he's, it's – it is personal. Um, Javante Williams or Kyron Williams? <clears throat> Javante. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, last one, Rashad White or Kyron Williams. Ooh, that one's... Mm. I don't really like Rashad White. I don't either. I don't he's, he's been producing in PPR. I don't think he's that good either. <laughs> I think he's kind uh, of just a guy, but uh, catches a lot of passes. Give me Kyron. Okay, interesting. So we, we draw the line there at uh, Rashad White. Yeah. Um, interesting. That is interesting. As a nice little case study in what to do with Kyron Williams. So maybe not a long-term stud, but uh, I guess keep eyes peeled to see what he does rest of season. He could be Amon Ross St. Brown. I, at the end of his rookie year, we were still out wow. on Amon Ra. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We we definitely thought we ranked Amon Ra. I went back and looked. We ranked Amon Ra outside of our top thirty the year after that. The year his his sophomore season, he was outside our top thirty. Still, we were not in. So it could we be that it could also some, we, not we, be that we missed we missed. We have missed. I, Granted, we this year, we were, we were back in, back when everybody was back in. We were in. Uh, it, it's too late. A little now, late to the wagon, but we're here. <laughs> but we're here. Uh, last one, it's obvious, it's C.J. Stroud. It, the pick head. Yeah. He's good. I, I wonder how Panthers feel right now. Have we, have we checked in on any Panthers fans? They feel like we should. cotton-headed ninny-muggins. It's a very nice way to put it. Yeah. Good old. It's Christmas season, man. You gotta. You I don't, gotta I don't even think health. we need to spend much time here with CJ Stroud. <clears throat> the situation can only get better. They have draft yeah. cap, or maybe not this year because they traded their first, but they've got free agency money. And if he's doing this with it, we we did not think that he had a good supporting cast coming into this year. We were like, if there's a bust in this class, it's CJ Stroud. Look at his situation. My man has completely changed everything around. And I I don't I see it only going up from here. So C.J. Stroud is officially him. I don't know what else you want me to say. He is. The question with C.J. Stroud is how much, uh, how bullish are you on C.J. Stroud? So we're gonna throw out a couple names here, and uh, and sort this of see. This first one here is going to really test us because I have seen uh, a lot of people on the fantasy football Twitter verse saying you should trade C, uh you should trade this individual and acquire CJ Stroud plus to get it done and they prefer CJ Stroud to this individual straight up. The individual I'm talking about is Justin Herbert. No. I agree. It's Justin Herbert. I will not get behind that as Justin Herbert. Would you trade Justin Herbert for CJ Stroud plus I don't know what the plus would have Take to be. Down. What would the, what would the plus have to be? Uh, that's a that's a dangerous question. I know it is. It's it is tough. Part of it's a little bit personal because y'all know we like we like Justin Herbert a lot on this show. Can I get a can I get a first on top of him? Can I get Ooh. can I get Tank Dell on top of him? That I feel like if somebody offered me C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell or C.J. Stroud in a first for Herbert, I would feel like a like I'm obligated to take it almost, you know? It's one of those, like, I know the value's there. That's just my boy, man. I don't trade my boy. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want to trade your guys. From a um, non-Herbert-loving standpoint, that's probably fair. Like, I would Stroud in the first for Herbert, sure. What about Stroud versus Joe Burrow? A lot close. It's closer. I, mm, you're testing me here because you know I like Burrow too. <laughs> I still take Burrow. Okay. I don't know what the plus has to be, but I still take Burrow. All right. Last one, and this is this will be interesting. Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud? Stroud. Okay. What's really funny the, is the line all is the interesting because I've had this because I've had this conversation. Trevor Lawrence or CJ Stroud? That one is interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I like that one, do you? I don't like that one. Um, Trevor Lawrence has not really... Uh, I hesitate to say he has not performed the way we would like because he just has two... Uh, he's had 30-plus point games two weeks in a row. But, I mean, he was getting benched everywhere prior to that. So... Is it Stroud? I think it might be Stroud. Is it Stroud? 
It might be Stroud. It's Stroud, I think. What's really funny is on Keep Trade Cut, Stroud is ranked ahead of every name I have mentioned so far. I don't agree with that. I don't either. I still think I saw we at one point on Keep Trade to, Cut uh, they had him ahead of Josh Allen. No. Oh my gosh. Let me just let me just stop everybody right there. No. That's it's excessive. CJ Stroud is him and Josh Allen is Himothy. Like that is that's the man <laughs> right there. Don't you disrespect Josh Allen. Yeah. So we we would agree we love some CJ Stroud, but maybe let's not let's not go nuts. People were saying pump the bricks. A people tend bit. to project. I, mean, I feel like that's not good. People tend to project a lot. Like this past season, before or before the season started, people were saying go trade Justin Herbert for Trevor Lawrence and get a little bit of on top because Trevor Lawrence is going to be better. Never, I was never in on that. Never was there. But like people tend to project what they 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 paint the rosy picture for a player, and I get it. CJ Stroud has been fantastic, but like we still are painting a rosy picture of they're going to add somebody in free agency. They're going to draft another receiver. They're going to make the offensive line better. The situation's going to improve. And, like, it might. It also may not. I don't know. Um, and maybe he regresses next year when they have tape on him. I don't know. A lot of things could happen. Maybe he's Patrick Mahomes this time next year. That could also happen too. So, or maybe nothing changes. There's a lot of ways it could go. But, like, I do think we try and project – the the positive upper end of what somebody could be and it doesn't always happen that way so and don't want to rain on the the parade you know i guess fanboys i mean i would say we're still pretty high on him i mean we're not putting him ahead of mahomes we're not putting him ahead of allen herbert burrow hurts but we're still got him around six or seven i mean i feel like that's pretty good yeah i agree he is for sure him shall we talk about some guys that are not him Oh, let's get into it. Number one here, the number one, well, not in any particular order, but uh, a faller we've got, and he has fallen precipitously. This is it more is... of a crater. This is, <laughs> he didn't he didn't trip and fall. He fell to the center of the earth. Oh, man. Yeah. Jules Verne over here. Daniel Jones. Yeah, <laughs> He was the QB 12 Bye. in startup drafts. A few months ago, he tore his ACL. The Giants are terrible, and he there's there's a very good chance. In fact, it's almost a lock. He's not their starting quarterback next year. Now, you'll be upset when I see there's a story here on his page that they are planning to stick with him. Oh, of course they're planning to stick with him. It's all the... Now, is that more of like a vote of confidence? Because like every time a guy gets the vote of confidence, they're, they're, like, they're not even with the team the next day. Yeah, yeah. It that's how it goes. They're they're like no, no. Daniel Jones is our our guy. Cut. They're gonna they're trade. gonna trade up and get Caleb Williams. <laughs> like, oh please Daniel don't. Is, no, 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 no. Don't get into the Giants. No, we don't Caleb ruin Williams him. to go. Uh, Chicago. Honestly, I mean, I think that'd be good. Chicago did ruin Justin Fields, so I don't know if that's the best possible. Yeah, but I think they're probably going to fire Eberflus. Um, they got DJ Moore. I don't. Know, they, I feel like they have a they have a shot to build a good foundation in Chicago. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. They I could. Might be doing they could also maybe I'm not build a good foundation. <laughs> I might be painting the. Well, you think the Giants are? Look at what. Look at what the Giants have versus Chicago. At least there's a prayer in Chicago. All. I, you're right. The Giants are terrible, but I do know for a fact Brian Dable is a good coach. They at least, at the very least, they have a good coach. I know Dable. Yeah, that's fair. He's a good coach. I don't know if they're going to build a good he roster. He might be in New England. Th- that could also happen, and he could yeah. be coached next year by Joe Schmo, for all we know. They're talking about they might fire Bill, so I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, Daniel Jones, he's fallen off a cliff. He. he Coming off the ACL injury, I don't know what his future is. I, I truly don't. He could, it could be anything. He could be a backup. He could be starting I mean, in like that. Still Baker got like Mayfield a three-year, hundred twenty million dollar contract. So yeah, it's gonna be hard for them to get out of that. that. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be the pits if uh, you you get the quarterback? It, it, it doesn't even matter if it's Caleb Williams. If you draft a rookie quarterback and they hit, 
and you still can't build a good team because you're saddled with Daniel Jones' awful contract. Yeah, that would be terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, st- you, pre- still prefer, you still prefer New York? Oh, like it's, that would be Get so me in funny. Chicago. Like I know Chicago is not amazing, <sighs> but there's a it, you can see an avenue for success there. It's, you, you it's possible. It ain't happening in New York right now. Yeah. Uh, another guy here, Quentin Johnston. He's a pumpkin. Our buddy Landon, he's been <laughs> he's been trying to, to to hold me in on Javon on uh, not Javon in uh, on Quentin, and yeah. I think he he had been keeping me there, keeping me there, keeping me there from blowing up. But I think it was the drop versus the Packers when he was like, "All right, nope." <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he exited the premises. Yeah, Quentin Johnston right drop now has last night or month, Sunday night whenever they played. It's bad. He's a bust. I don't know what to tell you. He just isn't it. I don't know what it is, but it's not happening. They, why couldn't they have just taken? They already had a version of. I know Mike Williams got hurt, but that's beside the point. They already had a version of him and Mike Williams. You could have had Zay Flowers or Addison. They were both there. Yep, both of them. Either either of them would have been significantly better. Or you could have taken Jaden Reed, or you could have taken Josh Downs, or you could have taken Dalton Michael Kincaid. Wilson, Dalton Kincaid, Sam Laporta, Sam Laporta, every other pass catcher we can think of, Rasheed Rice, <laughs> and they have Quentin Johnston, Tank Dell. <laughs> Imagine, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it just didn't work. He's got like a .95 yards per route run or something right now, which, spoiler alert, that's awful. Um, I think he played 39% of snaps coming out of the bye. Yikes. And that's another thing that's concerned me is like when Mike Evans, Mike Williams went down, that was his opportunity. Like you, you literally are the same – you know, mold of player. You, the opportunity is wide open, and he still has he has yet to take any steps forward. It seems. Yep, he is stuck behind Jalen Guyton and what's the other guy? Josh Palmer. Is Palmer hurt? Is or is he playing? I think Palmer's. He's hurt. hurt, and he's hurt, and Quentin Johnson is still behind him. Like he's behind Gerald Everett and Donald Parham right now. Like those guys oh, are getting snaps gosh. over him, and I know um, Johnson did get hurt last night. I don't know. It's I. It's hard for me to like try not to overcome my bias because you know I didn't like him coming out of college. I didn't like his profile. I didn't like a lot of aspects of his game. But I thought like you know maybe with the Chargers this is a place where he can succeed and he's not doing it. Yeah, I talked myself into him in the eleventh hour and a couple um, rookie drafts, and it was truly situation and measurables. I was like, okay, at the I talked myself out of Jordan Addison because he's tiny. And I was like That was a that was a boo-boo. Turned out to be a mistake. I've made worse mistakes, but that one turned out to definitely be a mistake. So now I the, yeah. there's that one league where I'm just stuck with him. Two years in a row, I thought I had a halfway decent receiver in Jamison Williams and Quentin Johnston, and they are pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> Just just, just stop drafting receivers, dude. If if there's a receiver you like, trade out of that slot. Just if trade back. I'm just gonna start drafting tight ends. Honestly. <laughs> That's speaking like the, tight the ends, rule of thumb. Yeah, speaking of tight ends. Okay. All right. Oh, the moment we've all been waiting for. Kyle Pitts. Okay, Ben, make your argument because okay. I pretty much wholeheartedly um, agree with it. This I had this conversation with with our buddy Landon today. I was more trying to get him to talk me off a ledge because this is coming from a guy who who believes in Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is phenomenal, an amazing player, and a guy who has been sticking with it like with Kyle Pitts in a few leagues, just hoping we're going to get there, hoping we're going to get there, hoping we're going to get there, hoping we're going to get there. He had two targets last or this past week. At what point does knowing he's the best tight end prospect ever, knowing that with the right target share and with the right you know workload and quarterback and whatever, he can absolutely break fantasy. At what point does just knowing all that is possible 
what, when does that no longer trump he's not producing? And realistically, unless he is traded, it's not going to get better for the next two years because they have him under contract for that long. At what point does the dream and the fantasy, like you were saying with C.J. Stroud, is we like to predict in our heads, like, well, this could happen. Well, let me. It's, it's not happening, guys. And I don't. We've been we've been dreaming about it, and it, I don't see the light at the tunnel, unless there yeah. is somebody makes a swing trade, like like Dallas went and got him, or somebody like that, because we know Jerry likes him. But you can't you can't really predict a trade like that. What I'm looking at is what the facts we have now, what the situation is. And truly, I don't see it getting better. I don't either. That's the sucky part, is it's not getting better. He is, his good games are four for 45 right now. There's just not, For I don't know what it is. I don't know what the reason is, but it's just not there. And I don't At think it is a lack is dream, of talent. The dream is just that. Yeah, so why don't we talk about some tight ends we would take over him. Because coming into the season, when the season started, I think you would have argued Kyle Pitts was still a top three dynasty tight end, maybe third. But I'm guessing... Third, I'm, fourth. I'm putting words in your mouth, but I, I think you would have had Hawkinson, Andrews, Pitts, right? I think I was still in on um, Kelsey. I think I still had Kelsey. Okay. In my, my top three was Hawkinson, Andrews, and Kelsey, some some whether that order I don't 100 percent remember, but it was that three, and I I think it still is that three for me, honestly. And we can now add in some other names. I'm gonna throw yes. out a couple more. Sam Laporta. Laporta. You'd rather have him than Kyle Pitts. Yep. Uh, Dalton Kincaid. The answer is yes. You would. This gonna hurt me to say, but I'm gonna say Kincaid. Yeah. This gonna hurt me, but I'm gonna say Kincaid. Uh, George Kittle. A lot closer. It is closer. Kittle's 30.1 years old. Yeah, but, I mean, the next two years, who's going to be better? It's going to be Kittle. Uh, Kittle. (laughs) Kittle's going to be better for the next two years. Um, Here's the interesting one. This is a guy that I think has somewhat flown under the radar but has been producing this year. I'm going to read out his numbers in half PPR scoring first. Before I tell you the name, um, 20.5, 3.7, 17.1, 6.8, 9.5, a stretch that Kyle Pitts can only dream of. This player is 24 years old and is a starting quarterback with a stud quarterback, I might add. Uh, this is Trey McBride. This is the line. I could talk. <laughs> this is yeah. where I don't know. Would I rather have Trey McBride or Kyle Pitts? Not sure. You could talk me into either. You can talk me into purely Pitts is just, I know, I well, this is the same argument. I know he's better. I know he's 100% a better player. But Hollywood's a free agent. Kyler, I don't yep. think he's going to leave Arizona. They can't afford to get rid of him. Nope. McBride's coming on. I mean... Next year, if I'm on the clock and I'm drafting for for a redraft, I'm taking McBride over Pitts unless something – I mean, something drastic has to happen in Atlanta for that to change. Yeah. Final name, uh, I think this is the the last guy that it's a, it's a conversation about, and it's Dallas Goddard. Again, I don't know. <laughs> We are at Ben. Do you know where? Want to know where we are? Is that tight end nine? Yep. No. So, tight end. No. Yeah. Tight end nine. So yep. at at best, Kyle Pitts is the tight end seven. Potentially, he's the tight end nine. Yep. This is the guy who, coming out of his rookie year, was the unanimous one. Like before he played a snap, people were trading Kelsey for him like Andrews for him, like all of this stuff. If you're one of those guys who got that, like you feel pretty dang good right now. You feel amazing. And I I was one of those guys. I got Andrews for him this past offseason. Did I think it was going to be now, another year? to be year fair, the guy was a rebuilder. Poop. And it was, he was a rebuilder. Some of the I 
you feel good just because Pitts has done absolutely nothing this year. I, I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but I also experienced last season where I was benching him for Greg Dulcich. So, and like he had a he had a thousand yards as a rookie. Like he he has been good. He can be good. We've seen him be good. But it's just getting worse. And I don't know how it's going to get better. It's it's not going to. Uh, some I mean something drastic has to happen in Atlanta. Either A, they have to get a new quarterback and B, Arthur Smith's got to go. And I we may get a new quarterback, but right now the team is in the dadgum playoff picture. So I don't their draft capital is not going to be high enough to get a good guy. I really don't know their ability. I, I don't know the free agent quarterback class very well. I'll be honest with you. I don't. Let me let me just. Peek. I think it's Kirk Cousins, and that is about all. I Kirk can would think be of great. Kirk Cousins. Oh gosh, it is Kirk Cousins, Josh Dobbs, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew. Honestly, I'd George. be ecstatic if Jameis Winston came in. <laughs> what if you Jameis got would at least throw the ball? <laughs> Yikes. That's not good. Yeah, None of those are, this is are not getting uh, better. problem solvers. Nope. It's not getting better at all. So, yeah, Kyle Pitts, pour one out for him because he's falling fast. And if you've got him, likely if you've got him right now, you're you're holding the bag because you're not you, getting you, anything You have to hold great. Kyle Pitts. He's one of those, like, I can't trade him because I don't want to trade him. And eventually he becomes what we're hoping for. And I got, like, I don't know, a second for him, but – I also don't want to pay a lot to get either because, like, if I'm going to get him, I better be to rebuild because he's just going to sit on my bench for two years and do nothing. Right. Yeah. That's the last one. Anybody else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, on that terrible disappointment. On that massive disappointment. This, this episode has just been a, a bunch of disappointments one after the other. I feel like this has been a good episode to get things off our chest, get them out in the open. Let's discuss them before, you know, the dynasty season really kicks in. Maybe we can, let's find something hopeful to to talk about next week or even finish this one with it. You got any tidbits of hope or are we just, <laughs> we're screwed? Well, my, uh, in the granddaddy of them all, I lost again. I have lost to two of the other three competing teams back-to-back weeks in the second most important dynasty league. I've lost four Was in I a row. Was the ones who beat you? Or no. did you beat me? Hayden and Denmark beat me. I feel like I beat you. You've probably beat, beat me you at some point. This you probably did. You're probably one of the three. I. When did I play you? That's the thing is, I don't remember when we played last. I did beat you. Ha-ha! <laughs> There we go. I think I split against all three of y'all. So there's Yeah, you beat me uh early in the season, but then I beat you a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then uh in the other, I guess the third most important dynasty league, um, we have a matchup against League Median. I went all in to compete and then this past prior to Sunday, I looked up and this competing team full of competing pieces was twelve and ten. So I don't have a whole lot of good tidbits to Oy. give you. Oi. I will say in in one of our probably probably our second most our second I don't know favorite second most important league. I had never beaten you in the regular season in the two or three year history. The only time I beaten you was in the playoffs the year I won the championship. I'm two and zero against you this year in the regular season. I, I swept the series, so I'm I'm trying to even it up. I'm like 0-5 against you in that league in the regular season, so I'm, I'm catching back up. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling optimistic about that team right now. <laughs> I was 7-1 and one a month ago, and I was on top of the world. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go back-to-back, boys. No. 7-5. Well, it, if it's any consolation, us. I ain't winning that league either. Landon's about to steamroll <laughs> us all. There's, there's going to be a third party comes in and says, Psych, <laughs> actually. Give me that trophy. He's got more. He's got more points for by like hundred and fifty points than everyone else in the league. He is going to slaughter us. And he's got the most points against by like hundred points in the league still. Yeah, he. We tried to keep him out, and it looks like it's not going to happen. 
No, he, he forced trouble, his boys. way in. He kicked the door down and we're said, I'm trouble. back. Yeah, we're going to lose. All right, on that disappointment, let's get out of here. Oh, appreciate all you guys for listening, for uh, checking us out on YouTube. Uh, means the world. If you would leave a rating and review wherever you're listening, that would even mean more because then whoever's listening for the first time or who's trying to find the podcast can go down, scroll down, look at the reviews, and just be like, oh, wow, this this is a great podcast. It, it helps us out a lot, so we greatly appreciate it. <sighs> That'll be it from us. Give us some hope. We'll, give us uh, some hope yeah, we we need some hope. It's just been a it's been a therapy session, and we're depressed about it. We'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.